Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. We eat sandwiches and play games. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's taste. Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Taste of Dragons, the podcast, the video game podcast that all you journalists listen to. And this week, it's another bonus episode. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So surprising. Who put all these bonuses here? I mean, if this was a company, I would be so happy. I know we've talked about this before, but I would be so happy. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> we'll, we'll make sure it's on the record. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we can make it big, this is the, what you're going to get as your bonuses. Yeah, we're just going to exactly give you these old episodes of the show. Yes. What if you. at your new job, you were they were like, hey, we're going to give you a bonus. And you're like, yes. And then it's just a recording of this podcast. <laughs> you uh, better say you enjoy it. You better say it's worth yeah, so it, right, Brian. So first of all, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, I didn't tell any of you about this. <laughs> but everyone, as always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Lewis. And I'm Joe. Yeah, no uh, Hassel this week, unfortunately. We had to do it on a different day, and it wasn't his fault this week. We miss you again. <laughs> we do. Uh, but I would like to start us off with a question. So if you guys had a dream job that you could do, don't have to worry about money. You know, maybe it pays you whatever it is that, that you, you need to get along. What would be a dream job that you guys would like? Like, what is it that you were like, this is it? Damn, a dream job. Yeah. I would like to take B-roll for everything in life. Nice. Like everything. Yeah. I don't care what it is. I just want to be filming B-roll all the time. B-roll is fun. S- isn't that film. just the Truman Show? Just a camera person for the Truman Show? I could be that person. That could be me. <laughs> I don't necessarily want to do it with an unsuspecting victim. I prefer to do Consent. it for... Yeah, yeah, exactly. She doesn't, uh, she, <laughs> she doesn't want to shoot people or scenes. Nope. Just like... Silverware touching plates. Yes. And like <laughs> cigarettes. Are they are they no, no cigarettes. That's not allowed. <laughs> um, you, you can't be on anything if you're if you're doing cigarettes. That's that's bad. Um, I would really like to just film products in the background. Like if a cool scene is happening, I want to be that person who gets the B roll of the, the focal point being blurred where the f- action's happening, but I'm taking I'm behind like a TV slowly moving out so you can see that that action's happening over there. Yeah, that's me. I want to be that guy, the cameraman for regular life boring stuff. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, for myself, actually, I would love to just be one of the people that gives travel advice in Japan. Because A, I could live oh. in Japan. <laughs> and B, I could live in Japan. <laughs> As an American, that's not easy to do. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, since this is a dream, it doesn't have to um, fall in, under any real life guidelines. Correct. I hope. Because uh, I would love to be a cereal taster, but with like... Okay, that could have gone a different way. I really yeah. thought you were going to say stapler. I thought you were going to say killer. And I was about to go, wow, this is a different side of Troy. Lewis <laughs> like, is like, no, that was mine. I'm like, I'm like prefacing it by being like, so like I, nothing bad can happen to me if I say this dream job. Right? <laughs> That's why I said it's a dream, right? It's a dream, wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> a serial <laughs> killer. Um, yo, I just want to eat cereal all day every day and if and also new cereal weird cereal like let's test it out milkless cereal i don't care let's try out all your space cereal i want to know what i want to be the pioneer space cereal it's it's just like it's it's cereal but without milk and dried oh 
right. double dried. Double dried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, cereal's dry. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's okay. like listen. Arms. I don't know, man. I'm waiting for someone to 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 make it so I could taste it. What's I'm not your, the I'm not the one coming up with the ideas. What's your favorite cereal? Honey Nut Cheerios. That's a good one. That's and a- Rice Krispies. Wow. Those are both yeah. like cinnamon toast original, crunch is pretty good. Pretty simple cereals, but both really I like, good. I, I like cornflakes at times. Raisin Bran is better than people give it credit for. They're not as good as Frosted Mini Wheats, but they're okay. I mean, okay, they're I don't serious. like Frosted so Mini So you don't like though. candy <laughs> cereal is what you're saying. Frosted Mini Wheats are candy. You take that back. Okay. <laughs> I meant every, your, I meant everything your, he said. Oh, okay. I do like adding fruit How to my you? cereal, though. Right. To my okay. place. Oh, you're that person. You're, you're that, that person. You're that's that part of a balanced breakfast person. I, I've become my father somehow. <laughs> I don't know when this happened. Like I've heard other people be like, "Oh, I love cocoa puffs. I love Captain Crunch. All these sugary candy I can get cereals." On board with that. Yeah. And you're like, "Honey Nut Cheerios, <laughs> Corn Flakes." I mean, Honey Nut Cheerios um, is pretty much candy. Yeah, Cheerios are pretty good. Yeah. And, but, uh, but Rice Krispies is is probably my favorite favorite. If I uh, I might redo yeah. that. And yeah. I, and I will say I agree with you on the raisin bread. I'm not a huge raisin person. Per Personally, oh, but raisin oh, bran, no. the the raisins themselves are just coated in sugar. Yeah, which oh. just makes it for someone to raisin makes it okay. Yeah, but it has I, the word bran in it. I know, I know. No, I, grew, I know. I grew up thinking that raisin bran was like like was like uh, grandpa food or yes. something, and I never tried it until like three years ago, and I was like. Damn, this is actually really good. And you know, it's one of the few cereals that I think gets better when it gets soggy. Ew. I'm I'm in like a really weird place. I don't eat cereal aside from Golden Grahams. That's literally the only cereal that I eat. And I, I will put a little bit of milk in it, but I won't. I don't really enjoy soggy cereal. I don't enjoy. I really eat everything dry. So like if I'm going to eat Golden Grahams, I just eat it dry. That's, That's where it's at. But like I can't imagine eating I, I, raisin bran already is like oh god no and then you're gonna put milk in it and then you're gonna let it get soggy. But I, can, I mean it's oh, gonna god. get soggy naturally. I'm okay. not like Natural purposefully soggy. doing oh, okay. it. Okay. It's a nice journey. Okay, this right. is a bit of a tangent, and I admit that. But when yeah. I was in college, uh, I I had a lot of art classes, uh, and I used to bring to art class with me a box of frosted mini weeks, uh, mini wheats, nice. and a Dr Pepper, and that yes! I, every Whoa. day that's what I had. Uh, I would just eat dry frosted mini wheats and a Dr Pepper. And there was one day after class when my art teacher came up to me and she's like, "You know, if you, if you ever need money for lunch, I would be." <laughs> she thought Is everything that okay at home? I was. Uh, <laughs> Un- financially unstable and couldn't buy lunch and I was like no this is what I want I feel you just like yelled at her with like a mouthful of, <laughs> of wheat well, and was just like I'm in college one that's very kind of you <laughs> two no I just have no nutritional value at this point <laughs> so, so did you eat an entire box of frosted mini wheats no it's just the, oh no it was worse it was the same box that I kept in my car Oh, that's the best kind of cereal. Because then it kind of heats up in your car yeah. a little bit. So it's like a toasted yeah. mini wheat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and this was my Clever. truck my, my truck that had bugs. So I'd have to like oh. curl it up really tight oh. to make sure the bugs. Oh, I remember yeah. that truck. Oh, yeah. gosh. Nice. There Some been, protein up in there. There might have been more than one reason that she thought I couldn't afford lunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. Then she saw your lunch. Then she saw you walk out to your car. I'm like, what? Oh. Oh, <laughs> oh honey. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> oh, my. I'm not poor. My parents are just teaching me life lessons. Yeah. <laughs> And those sometimes go hand in hand, you know? Honestly, yeah. <laughs> I approve of your job, professional cereal taster. I like yeah. that. It's a good job. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. Bring I, your weird cereal to me. Some guy's job is professional ice cream taster, and he has a golden spoon. Is that a real thing? That's a real thing. Yeah. He has, a, he has a golden tiny spoon because uh, gold is naturally uh, flavorless. 
So he can what? So it's he's just getting. Hold on, I need to go find some gold. I'm gonna <laughs> toss it in my mouth. Whoa! <laughs> I want a gold spoon. Yeah, I didn't know gold was tasteless. Yeah, yeah. Like, it are sounds you, like a challenge are to you me. Gonna <laughs> taste the uh, the cereal in the same way that people taste wine. We're gonna like swirl the cereal, <laughs> hold it under your nose, and then spit it out into a bucket. Yeah, which you can't just chewed it. up cereal. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. No, I think I think you take the golden spoon and you dip it in the milk, and then you like put the the back of the spoon on your tongue for a moment. And, like, mm, mm-hmm. and then you go in for the scoop <laughs> of the cereal, so you can understand what it did to the milk first. Oh right, yeah, all right. These methods are, yeah, all these methods are good. <laughs> All the above. On, on a different note, when, when I was a kid, uh, I, I wanted to be a writer. So my first instinct is to be like, man, I'd love to do that. But I don't like finishing things. So what I would love to be paid for is to uh, work on projects for my own house uh, that I don't uh, tell anybody about. So <laughs> <laughs> people could just pay me to live my life the way that I want to without oh, good. contributing to just society. Making stuff for great. yourself yeah. and your well-being. Yeah. We call that art. Yeah. I mean, people can have it after I'm done with it. After I'm sick of looking at it, like and then I want to get rid of it. Yeah. After each thing. Yeah. I made a coffee table out of uh, comic books once, like the decoupage thing. Wow. That was cool. Yeah. That's really cool. I, I kept it for like three years, and then I gave it away. So, oh, damn, if, so cool. people should just buy the things that I normally give away for free, and they should pay enough money for it so that I can make new things. Okay, that makes sense. And that's it what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what would happen. It's your dream job. You're not going to have to worry about yep. money. That's yep. a, that's how you make the money. Boom. Yep. That's the dream. <laughs> that, that is the dream. I like it. And then Lewis, what you got? Um, <laughs> what you got? <laughs> okay, so uh, it kind of has to do kind of with what I'm trying to make my dream job already. Nice. But I want to be, because I feel like this person doesn't exist, a person that turns down bad Netflix ideas. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be a producer? Yeah, but I want to be specifically a person that turns down bad Netflix ideas because, again, I do not think that person exists. <laughs> so you I, say you want, I was a, about to ask you. I don't even. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I about think this they job. have a yes man, and that's all they have. Some people need bad TV, though, Lewis. Yeah, but you know what? Some people don't need terrible TV, Amanda. No, whoa, whoa, okay, whoa, okay, okay, okay. I, uh, I watched three seasons of Hemlock Grove. None of that was any good. But I don't take that time back. I, I think that you should be, they should be able to make bad TV, but maybe there should be like a Lewis list on Netflix, which is just the good stuff. No, I want to be the, the person stuff. that turns down bad ideas. Gosh, I don't know if I'm bored with Nef- uh, Lewis's Netflix dictatorship over here. <laughs> I don't think there's ever a Free bad idea. No, because there's some ideas that I think are bad, but not terrible. And I'm like, yeah, that, okay, okay. I, I enjoyed that. But then there's some ideas that I'm like, oh, so they're just saying yes to everything. Explain oh, the bad are. idea. I mean, <laughs> what are you talking about? Put them out what there. Are you give, give, me, give me a no. Give me a no. Give you a... <laughs> I want to make a mo- okay. Wait, wait. I want to make a TV series. It's about uh, flying flying doges from outer space. They have uh, big wings, but the yes. wings can you know, pop off of them so that they can look yeah. like normal doges, right? Right. And so these doges also uh, their job is to be social media doges, and they make memes all day long. So they're from outer space. They don't understand human culture, and they just make memes and they make lots of money for their owners. And they have wings. I would watch that. What you is said, this story? You, you said doges. I mean, I said doges. Like, that's an automatic yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? I, legit, I legit think this would be a children's cartoon. I was about yeah. to say, I'm like, that sounds like, like a children's cartoon. That, that's we, yes. <laughs> can we yeah. call it the social net bark? Oh, oh, boom. Boom. Troy is my co-writer. But again, <laughs> I'm not the person that would say yes to it because it's a go. I would just be like, pass it to this person. They'll say yes. So you would have said yes to that? No. No, no. Again, oh, okay. I only so want to be the person 
that says no to bad ideas. This is clearly ideas. something he's, someone should say no to. He's only got a lever to the incinerator. He doesn't. He doesn't. I don't oh. approve it. Yeah. I disapprove. Okay. Yeah. So basically, okay. what they do is Lewis is going to be in a room off to like the right. Yes. So like the writers are going to come in or whoever with the idea is going to come in and they're like, ooh. We need to call Lewis in for this one. And yes. then we, we're like, Lewis, come on in. And Lewis walks in and you just, uh, you just do like what? Like an amazing, like how, do you, no. how would you say no to somebody? Well, no. So I think it would, they would go into a regular room and they'd be like, um, actually, can you go into the next room and meet with our producer? He'll be able to talk to you more about this when they truly don't want to say yes. Yeah. So then I just say no to it. So they don't want to say no. I am the one that says no. You just want to kill people's dreams for a living. If they're terrible and they're dumb, <laughs> yes. But you would never say yes. So your sole job was to be look at people in the face and tell them that their ideas are bad. Because someone has to. And I don't think enough people do. <laughs> I'm not the hero that they need. I'm the hero that they deserve. <laughs> yes. You know what? I don't think enough people say no. Just terrible I, I, I ideas. I think you should just, just let the people decide. Put it out there. People let you know if they like it or not. Incorrect. <laughs> what? I wholly disagree with that <laughs> notion. Have you seen Netflix? Have you seen what's on there? Whoa, yes. whoa, whoa. There's a bunch of brilliant K dramas on there that yeah. I would yeah. never but tell then people to watch. There's also a lot of great. dumb stuff on there that no, everyone said yes a lot to. Have you things. ever seen a K drama? I literally just said what you said. I yeah. love K dramas. They're I, the best. I enjoy K dramas. Lewis, I, I, who's going to employ all those best boys? Yeah. Some, yeah. some company has to do it. <laughs> And sometimes there's got to be really bad stuff in order to have, you know, key grip to have a job yeah. this month, you know? I'd rather have a free, a free open Netflix than a very narrow one. And I think you're on the path to narrowism, sir. No, see, because oh. I approve bad ideas that are just enjoyable, but something that is not enjoyable and is also bad. He, he no one to, needs that. He wants to but turn it so into subjective. Yeah, he wants to turn it into Noflix. <laughs> <laughs> there are things that I just don't believe aren't enjoyable and are just terrible. You know what's terrible? It's not on Netflix. Maybe it is on Netflix. I'm not sure. Um, Ruby. Ruby is RWBY. RWBY. Oh, I watched. I watched Ruby. two seasons of that on YouTube. It's terrible. The first was great. First season was fantastic. Mm. Oh man, it's rough. We, I, we should. I could talk to you on depth about the, that first season at least. And then a lot of stuff happened behind the scenes. We should caveat this argument with, by saying that Troy and I don't believe in in good or bad material. We Correct. think that it's all subjective. So yeah. you saying that there are things that you want to turn down just flies in the face of our like objective means, value that everything is good. Means so we do realize and that okay we have a difference. That. of perspective in this issue yes. <laughs> yes as long as you know that because you guys see everything's good right. to someone right. and it's like i half agree <laughs> <laughs> i don't wholly disagree i half agree <laughs> I like how, we'll talk more later <laughs> i like how you couldn't even be like i half disagree it's like no i half agree <laughs> <laughs> you should have just said no to that yeah <laughs> No. That would no. have been the end. Like, no, no. <laughs> end of podcast. Yeah. I, I like that answer. It was very honest. Yeah, it was. It was very honest. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, let's let's jump into this week's episode. Um, I guess some more because it's just going to be us continually uh, talking about a stream of consciousness. So I want to get you guys' thoughts on how how we all get information from games. Like you know, like before there used to be like like magazines, right? And then there was, you know, websites and then uh, 
you know, all these other things. Now there's podcasts such as ours. Um, so so I wanna... like, what are the various platforms through history that you've gotten like games and games news, industry games news from, whether it's about the game itself or about the people behind it? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, you know, I'm just wondering, you know, curious how all of us evolved in that way because i know some of us started very young some of us started a little bit later in life so i started classically my like my first ever games news channel was uh my older brother nice. uh, so he would just tell me things about video games because he was he on he could read and i could not so. <laughs> and, and your brother can talk oh about yeah games. yeah my brother knows you sit down he's going to talk to you yeah. about yeah. games <laughs> mm-hmm my a wealth of knowledge. My, my brother and Brian have a lot in common. Maybe one day we'll have him on the podcast. And, and then, like, you can talk about video games that have a lot of mechanics, and he can talk about video games that have a lot of mechanics. Nice. And the rest of us can all just blink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's kind of what it's like. You'll but... be able to hear it. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say things that sound like mechanics, but it's just gobbledygook. <laughs> Lewis will be our hero that day. Yeah. But I feel like that's how a lot of people start, is they have, like, inspiration from family members that are kind of like, oh, this new game is coming out. And it was like, please tell me more. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong. Because, like, for myself, my dad was actually into video games uh, originally. Um, my dad and actually his... Um, his uh, his relatives, like his brother-in-law and stuff like that, uh, they were all into like video games. And so I remember growing up when I mean, we had an Atari, but that was for my dad. Like, I mean, we got to play it, but yeah. like, it was my dad's. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's a, that's where yeah. I initially got mine. I would say word of mouth is probably the earliest form of information for games, and probably still for me the most effective form of yeah of gaining information about games is, yeah, you, is the word of mouth factor. Your sister didn't play games, but you had friends who played games, right? Yeah, I had I had a friend who definitely got a lot of the new games when the N64 came out. He got it like day one. So like Ocarina of Time and Super Mario 64, like I got those through him and then he would be like, let's go hang out or he'll tell me about him at school or something like that. So in that way, yeah, he was just telling me his own personal experience firsthand. Um, But you did magazines? Yeah, I actually did a lot of magazines. Yeah, I had subscriptions. into that? Uh, That actually was... So... My dad and I, we would actually travel all around like places. I used to be really heavily into like trading cards and that Cute. type of stuff. Um, <laughs> and so was my brother. We were like both into like uh, sports cards. Cute. So as we were out though, you know, like my mom would sometimes tag along. She'd want to go to like, uh, I think I forget what it's called, but one of those bookstores. And then she wanted to look at the magazine. So I'd be over there and be like, oh, what's this? Oh, yeah. And I and I'd take a look at that wall of magazines yeah. that was just like three rows up and like three rows back as well like crazy amounts of magazines and so i would just go there and i would just pick up a couple of them and just start flipping through i just you just like unlocked a little memory of me doing something similar either in in like a walmart or something and i don't know if i was looking at game guides or game magazines but i do remember being like oh look there's a mario on a piece of paper (laughs) found together (laughs) i'm in the same place with the magazines i used to read a lot of the different like game informers and like pc gamer and like a lot of those monthly magazines i used to go to the bookstore and i would pick up one or two of them but they would also like sit there for hours and like just kind of flip through a bunch of them too just to make sure the one i was taking home had articles i really wanted to read um and then at some point in life i I think uh, in my latter teenage years I just started getting subscriptions to those magazines. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I would just, I would go oh, get the GameStop one. I would go, and I loved when GameStop gave them out. Like yeah. that was their thing. They just put it. With like a subscription model yeah. or something. Yeah. We had that for most of my life was the GameStop membership with the magazine. I think mm-hmm. we only stopped. That was with I only uh, Game Informer, right? Yeah. Last mm-hmm. year or the year before. Like I've, I had it for, I had it for a while. Yep. Yeah. 
you, uh, uh, Joe, your your uh, a story about Barnes and Nobles unlocked another memory in my brain <laughs> uh, because I didn't I didn't get those magazines. I didn't even know where to. Even if I were to try to get my parents to be like, "Hey, could we subscribe to something?" I was like, "I'm not giving our information out to anybody. Just freaking, they're just gonna mail it every month." Like, no, I'll, I'll trust that. I'm giving them my credit card. So what I would do is I would also go to Barnes and Nobles, but I would read. I would be that guy who reads the entire magazine. Sorry, I know you guys used to be in that business. I would be that a hole who sits there and reads the entire magazine. Uh, before I leave years later, I have a subscription and I remember a friend of ours would like look at me like reading it or I'd be at one of our rehearsals for our, our cosplay troupe reading it. And they were just like, Troy, you read that so quickly and you read it front <laughs> to freaking back. And it was because I just trained myself to sit at that like cafe and just like, yeah, that was fun. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, I never, uh, I never read any gaming magazines, never had any, uh, growing up, like the only relative of mine that played video games that was older than me was my cousin. And he really wasn't getting news of video games or anything like that. In fact, I was a person always looking for new video games, uh, by just by going into a, a GameStop or Hollywood video or a blockbuster and seeing what games were there that week, mm-hmm. what I hadn't seen, what I did see, never read any magazines. And it wasn't honestly, and it wasn't until, probably maybe undergrad mm-hmm. where I started to look at game news and that was what year about was 2011 this? oh oh okay we're not there yet we're not there yet 2011 <laughs> we're still in the late 90s here hold on before I'm gonna on, get back to that yeah before we move on I just realized that print is a really strange medium for video games I know that this was like not not necessarily pre-internet but very mm-hmm. early internet so yeah. the idea of getting your news like digitally was different and there was definitely not gonna put it on the television no. but the idea of learning about a video game from a single picture or maybe if you're lucky like two pictures of that video game and a description is insane yeah. like the <laughs> idea that's like uh, this is a game I might play and this is the only information that I will get about what this game is like mm-hmm. like if I think about how how I purchase games now, it was like that. I would not buy that game, no matter that, what it said. <laughs> I think that's why brands were so strong and are still strong. Because, because for me, like, yes, I learned about Donkey Kong from like a from my friend, and then you know my parents bought it for me. But after that, I didn't know there was a Donkey Kong two or three until like Thanksgiving rolled around, and my mom was like, "Okay, here's the Christmas like shopping magazine right. thing." Oh, those and then are I so would great. flip to the game sales, and then I would see Donkey Kong two. Look at her, and is like, I'm like that right there. And, but because I'm into the franchise, I don't right. need to know anything else about it. I just know it's the next you one. You didn't know if there was new mechanics. Nope. You didn't know if, yeah, yeah. Nope. Oh, my oh, gosh. I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's how it was. So uh, back to, like, the, the the magazine rack, I would, you know, if I if I liked a magazine, my mom would be like, hey, rip out the, um, the little insert and we'll get a subscription to it. Oh, okay. Like my mom was very... Uh, actually forward with wanting me to read. It didn't matter what it was. Could your mom talk to my mom about that? Because, like, that's a really good in. I didn't think about that. So, like, yeah, she would just be like, hey, make sure you take the insert, and we'll, you know, maybe we'll, you know, we'll fill it out when we get home, you know? So, and so I actually, I think I, a couple of times, I had, like, like three or four magazine subscriptions at once uh, to different ones, and they're, they're, they're all really fun. My parents liked that I liked to read, but my mom was just like Troy's mom with the, I'm not going to give them my information, which is why I had to do it myself. And I couldn't, I wouldn't do it with my own card because my mom had made me paranoid about that part of it. So I would always go into the place to actually pay for the subscription wherever it was. Uh, And a lot of places back then would let you pay for those things at the store and it would just be part of the stores sending it out to you. So I did that for a long ass time too. Nice. What, what magazines, can you like name some of the ones off that you used to read and, and anybody here? Uh, just Game Informer. Game Informer. Mostly. That's me too. The PlayStation. Main one for me. 
Uh, uh, PlayStation. Yeah. This is PlayStation Magazine. I think it was just PlayStation. Oh, that's Magazine. the one that came with the, de- with the demos. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Nice. I had that, that one. Uh, uh, where is it? PC Gamer. That PC one. Gamer was that one had one. a lot. Yep. Uh, I did that. I did both of those. I also did EGM, which oh, was Electronic Gaming Monthly. I didn't do that one. And then EGM. I also did, uh, yeah, ele- Electronic Gaming Monthly. Nice, and then I nice. also did uh, Nintendo Power. Oh, oh, yeah. We had Nintendo yeah. Power. Yeah. Too. I yeah. was always envious. I would I would read my friend's Nintendo Power nice. when it would come in. Uh, wh- what did you all do with these magazines? <laughs> do you know, I still, know where they are these days? They were my brothers, so I don't know. Okay. <laughs> he would leave them in the kitchen, then I would read them. Because gotcha. I wasn't, we, we didn't, we weren't good at sharing, so I definitely had okay. to like sneak and read it. <laughs> this does not belong to me. He paid for this. I did not. <laughs> I think I still have a pretty good amount of them at my parents' house. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I used wow. to keep a bunch of them. I probably have a stack of the Japanese ones I had because I oh, used yeah. to read New Type and I used to read a couple of different magazines. New like, Type? A New Type was an anime magazine, but half of it was all dedicated to video games as well since the mm-hmm. character designs were the same. So uh, I have a ton of Japanese magazines mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that i had gotten from just different places different my work all sorts of places but i have all of those still i i only have a few of the other ones like nintendo powers and pc gamer okay. and, and i'm sure some of them are collector's items probably. these probably i probably wouldn't do anything with them they're probably still just gonna sit in a box because i'm lazy i always <laughs> thought i would take the covers of the game informers because they're always really like nice and artistic and yeah. like make a collage out of them or like i don't know a, a wallpaper i don't know what i was gonna do <laughs> but they ended up not going anywhere doing anything so they're in the attic they're still in the attic yep all right do you remember when i was like hey hun do you want to keep these and you were like yes i have a project in mind (laughs) (laughs) he'll do the project one day one day i'm just going to be taking it to goodwill or giving it to you all (laughs) if you want them they're so heavy a box of magazines is so heavy (laughs) they are oh they they are they They are who who would have thought solid paper is just heavy you know (laughs) it's like carrying a tree (laughs) (laughs) Did you all, like myself, I did tr- end up transitioning, like you mentioned, Lewis, from like physical uh, paper game magazines to online stuff. How, how, what was the transition like for you all? Um, it was, it was pretty kind of smooth because they still, I mean, up until like the late 2000s, they still had a lot of exclusive content that was just in magazines mm-hmm. um, that you wouldn't even find out or anybody else would find out even on the websites until that magazine came out and then other websites would scoop that magazine. Mm. So I still actually had, I didn't have subscriptions, but I did still pick up magazines. But when it came to like you trying to figure out new things about a game or whatever, did you go to magazines first or did you start going online to look to, uh, to find those things? Or like how did that, that area work for you? Were you doing half and half or for anybody? Yeah. I had the magazine phase and then when I, I moved out of my parents' house to live by myself, I definitely had like a several years of just nothing where I didn't do anything. Yeah. Uh, which which I think is why I enjoy B video games so much because I would just go into GameStop oh, and yes. then I would look at like their discount bin yes. and just yes. be like, this looks fun and know I'll take one about of these it. instead of being like, oh, <laughs> because I've seen like in the magazine, right. I'm like, this is the next big thing that's coming out that I'm looking forward to. I didn't have that. So it was just like, I'm going to get these three. One of them's not going to suck. <laughs> <laughs> and I, sometimes you find like really great stuff. I totally did the same thing, Mandy. And you're right. Sometimes you find gems in there that you would never have played, and no one would have told you to play otherwise. That's why I like spiders so much. Oh, the, the that was the one the of publisher? my discount. Like oh, yeah, it was like right. five bucks. Yeah. Yeah, those are all the games that Lewis would say no to in Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> are, I mean, no, you know what? Lewis out here. Some, some of them I wouldn't have blamed you. There, yeah. there are some weird games I've played that I love. I don't even remember the names of them, but I love some weird games. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting because, especially because of the medium of games, there's some terrible ideas that are actually fun to have in your hand and to control the action. Yep. 
Whereas there's some other games where it's just like, this sounds great. And then as soon as you have like a controller and you're like, oh, this isn't, this would be a better movie or, you know. And just buying stuff out of the bargain bin for $5 when it was $5. So how disappointed could I be? And also I didn't have any hype. Mm -hmm. So I didn't like wait six months for a game to finally come out to buy it day of for it to be broken. Yeah. It was just like, well, one, it's probably not broken because if it's been in the discount bin, it's probably been out for a while. And two, it's like I didn't have any expectations for it. So that, that was also really nice. Now, now they say all these things out loud, not to dig on video game news. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, but but that's but that's a way to get video game news because well, it was a lack of news. Lack of news, <laughs> but I mean that's still like you get still got information from just buying games. You're like, hey, right. instead of paying five dollars for a magazine to to find out about stuff, I'm just going to pay five dollars and see if a game's good. You were practical out there on and, the scene, yeah. and then it was brand identification. It was uh, now that I've played this game. What other games did that person make? Are there any sequels to this? Is this right. sometimes I buy the the third game in a series and not realize it, and then go, mm-hmm. oh, let me go back and play or the other the, ones. The type of game, it's like, oh, this was a farming sim. I never done right, that before. I'll right. get some more of these. Yeah, uh, especially you know, I think nowadays box art doesn't matter as much. Whereas yeah. back in the '90s, earlier than that, I think even until the mid 2000s, if the box looked good and the screenshots on the back looked okay, I would pick it up. Right. I've done yeah. that with many a games where it's just Same. like, because, you know, there's so many games coming out. There's no way to know about all of them. So it's right. just like, oh, cool. This looks interesting. And then, you, you know, you, you put it into your system. It's like, it looks nothing like this. Those were all cut scenes. <laughs> you got me. You got me. Uh, but yeah, it, that's another thing that has evolved is the art form of the video games as well. And it's it's real interesting. It's cool to watch. Yeah. Cool to For watch. me up until I think it was literally last year, if I liked the art style of something, I would pick it up and I would play it. And then Windbound happened and I will never do that again. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I'm still a sucker for art though. Uh, you know what? They, they'll get me to look at it. But I, unless I, if I hear the words survival game, it's almost an immediate like, oh, I'm not doing that. You, uh, oh yeah. They're PTSD. definitely sometimes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, Windbound is <laughs> Oh, I have nothing nice to say. I'm she hate played that. I did. It was amazing. I was so angry. It's like, I'm going to platinum this game and I'm never going to look at it again. <laughs> and I didn't because it's awful. <laughs> but uh, I, I think for, for me, a good amount of the box art, that, that worked real well on me. If something looked stylistically like something I would like, uh-huh. they, they got my 60 or 50 year bucks or whatever it was. And even if I didn't like it, I finished playing it because you can't do that that often. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, do you guys remember being at like Toys R Us and seeing the wall of paper that was that was the games? And then you had to take a slip and bring it up front. And then you would would take the games out from the back. For a while, people were it was too easy to pick them up and take them out of the store. So Uh a lot of stores, not just Toys R Us, a lot of them changed to this ticket system where they would have the game box sitting out. Yeah. Not even the game box. It would just be like like the printout of the game. Right. I think I missed that at Toys R Us, but the game box uh, method, I, I, I definitely saw that saw GameStop did that at some point that they also, some of them do have, did have like just the, a solid, they still do that a, a, yeah. a solid yeah. paper. Oh, yeah. And you bring that up and then they give you a game. And also they do do the empty box thing. Yeah, yeah. We, mm. we didn't go to, to Toys R Us a lot, but we went to Blockbuster a lot. Yeah. And that's yeah. Empty game case. Yeah. yeah. Game. That was also another way to like, you know, I I may I may buy this, but let me. That's how I found out it. about new games. Like, oh, look at this game! I didn't see this before. Let me try it. How did try- we not talk about Blockbuster when we talked about demos? 
Oh, yeah, you're oh right. Oh, my gosh, yeah. That's the, essentially a, the king that's of the a demos demo. there. Yeah, that's essentially a demo. It's like five bucks. I can play this for a whole week. Well, as long as you return it on time, my man. Yeah. You return it on time. Otherwise, that's going to cost you just as much as the game. Yep, <laughs> I know. I found out I had something due about, like, I want to say, like, eight years ago. I got, like, a fee from Hollywood Video, a thing that no longer <laughs> exists. Saying, yeah, you owe us. $80 from a game you didn't return. It's like, but you don't exist anymore. <laughs> because of you, What are you going to do? How, I'm like, what are you going to do? Gonna you, do? You, you owe them. Figment of my imagination. You, you owe them figment money. Yeah, I'm like, I can give you Monopoly money. Someone has a game. That seems like a good uh, scheme. That, that definitely sounds like a con. For sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know I owed it, but for sure. It's <laughs> Uh, the blockbuster game d- games for me were, I guess, I don't think they were demos because like I didn't get a lot of games like growing up or whatever. So like those were my games. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was the entire experience. There was no like, oh, I'll play this, I like it, and I'll get it. There was no getting <laughs> any of the games. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't get them, but I played them, beat them, and sometimes if I didn't get to beat it within that week, and I loved it so much, then if I was lucky. I might get it for Christmas or a birthday. Mm, <laughs> do, guys, do you guys ever rent the same game more than once? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that what that was great. Is when you rented it so many times that yep. you're like, one more time, and I should have just bought it. <laughs> yeah. Just it's bought like, it. Yeah. It's a, I paid. I paid for the game. <laughs> and, and speaking of Blockbuster, they used to have the TVs with all like the promotions going on. Like they still oh, do yeah. it in like GameStop. Yeah. And stuff like that. Did you guys ever like see something that was on that TV and like make you stop and actually watch it and see maybe? You oh know. yeah, they yeah. got me plenty of times. In fact, uh, heck, almost anyone, any of those um, attack the show like G four level type things. Like they, I would sit there and stare at those things for however long they were on. Usually, because that was how I would consume some new stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I like Manda at some point stopped reading the magazines I was getting, mm-hmm. or I wasn't getting them anymore. And then I wasn't really looking at the internet so much for it either. So it was just kind of like. The only time I ever heard about news was when I had friends that bought a new game that were mm-hmm. like, "Oh my gosh, this game's awesome! You got to try it!" And then I'd try it and I'd buy the game. Or I was already the person with the DS that bought like every game there was that was like silly anyway. Mm-hmm. And then there was those great things at GameStop and those great things like in the middle of the targets and all the different places that had like, here's your video game stuff. And all the displays, the demo displays in the stores usually had ads yeah. playing on them. Yeah. yeah. That, that was a big thing because my mom loved shopping and she would take me with her all the time. <laughs> um, so getting to go to those places in Target or whatever where yeah, I could try those games out, I, I probably didn't realize it, but it's probably where I learned the most <laughs> about video games is just being stuck in that entertainment center yeah, while she's I mean, running around. No, I mean, my mom would go to the mall all the time. I would go immediately. I'm like, can I go to GameStop? And I would go right yeah, to GameStop. and look at the games. I would look, them. look at the games, see what's on the TV, new games coming out, and they would have like a display for a new game and see a demo for the new game coming out and that's how i would learn about most games i never read magazines and again like i said until like 2011 i didn't start trying to look for actively uh, actively look for stuff and even now i only read like headline articles and then i also just literally sometimes just type in trailers for this year new games (laughs) (laughs) there's so many games now it's hard to keep up it's not like it's not like i don't know like even 10 years ago where you could be like Everything coming out in 2021. Tell me what's here. Yeah, it's like you look at trailers, and you could look at trailers every day, and there'd be 20 new trailers. Yeah, and now I honestly look for just developers that I love, just yeah. like I look for authors that I love for books or comics. I look for the developers that I love. What games are they working on? Are they working on anything? Have they released any announcement? 
Yeah, that, that's a nice boon of, of where you can get with the internet now, yeah. which I, is nice. I think I, E3 is the thing that pulled me back in. Oh, is, yeah? is starting to watch E3 again because mm-hmm. it was, uh, I, that was probably after Troy and I started dating or right before um, is like, that. that's like the video game Super Bowl. So yeah. it was like, I went from like just being the person to find something on the shelf that I like to being like, oh no, I do really want to see all these video game previews. Mm-hmm. And then that kind of slowly pulled me back. <laughs> <in>. <laughs> yeah. like, especially this friend group that we all have. Yeah. We did tr- kind of treat it like the Super Bowl. We would just be like, hey, listen, this conference going on this time. You guys all want to hang out we'll watch it together we'll do this yeah. you know and, and and that was a lot of fun especially with this friend group it, it, it's pretty interesting and i'm sure there's lots of friend groups out there that are like that yeah this friend group is the one that started me on e3 yeah i never watched it before him never heard i only saw the news afterwards when like there was just articles and stuff and also now I, instagram has a lot of uh posts for their new games and articles for the companies that like write them so i get a lot of news through that as well oh yeah following publishers and developers like they post all the time which is kind of i think why e3 pulled me in because you'd see something on e3 and then you'd be like oh is there any news on that and then you'd start following that and then that would pull you into like oh no i i have to follow their instagram and their twitter and their tiktok and their facebook back when facebook was a thing yeah It still kind of is. Hey, listen, don't you know? Uh, don't don't knock it. Yeah. I mean, you can, but don't knock it. I mean, I mean, you're you're the one that just said that on the internet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're right. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> I do think social media plays a big part of how I get my news now. Mm-hmm. I yeah, definitely sure. think that everything changed immensely when we started podcasting. Because for for me. I didn't really look at developers. I didn't look at who made games. It literally had to do with a style, and if it was Nintendo. Like, mm-hmm. really, there's not a whole heck of a lot. Like, if, if I liked the way the game looked, I didn't pay attention to who made that game and if they made games like it. But I would probably be able to go, oh, it's the guys that made that because it looks like that other game. It looks like that other game. It looks like that other game. Mm. So, I, I mean, like, I love Monkey Island. I will play everything they do because I love the style of that game. I love the humor of the game. Yeah. I had no idea who made it until we were podcasting, probably. <laughs> like, I, I, really, I had no idea. So now it's now I'm far more into which developer does what because it, they do tend to make games I like. So it's a much better bet. Even if I don't like the art style, it's pro- I'll probably like the game. though. So I, I do think social media, huge difference in everything. Definitely. It's also made uh, uh, indie developers more interesting for me. Is like I definitely had played like indie games before, but they were always like one-offs. In the same way that I was like, oh, I found a case that I liked, and I'm just gonna try five yeah. bucks. But like proactively looking at the new indies that are coming out, and the same way of like following a developer that you know made a game that you like, uh, has definitely drawn me into content that I definitely wouldn't have played before. Mm-hmm. It's like this game is just one of five million games on Steam, and if I was browsing, I never would have come across it. But like knowing that the same person who made this game also made these three other ones. It's like, oh, I'm more likely to, like a Toge Productions game, like I follow them. So when there's something new comes out, I'm going to pick it up. Right. Yeah. Uh, and especially with indie developers nowadays, um, whereas before, you know, like you said, you you liked spider games. You liked the, yeah. those types of developers. But who knows, maybe somebody left that, that actually was an integral yeah. part of that. But it's still the same company. You have no idea. Whereas with indie studios, it's like, there's three of us. One of us left. We're just going to shudder, you know, yeah. like, or it's one dude. And, you know, I, I obviously I know I'm going to like their next game or at least, you know, their thought process behind it. But that's also a fun part about doing the the news is like I, I follow this video game studio and then I heard that this branch, you know, broke off and they made their own studio. So I'm going to follow that studio. And then this guy left and he works over here now. So I have to follow that studio because like I loved his writing and this art style and that studio. So you like 
You buy more games is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you spend more money. Yeah. And that's how they get you. Like, like Troy was talking about how it evolved from magazines into websites, you know? And so I think that's how a lot of people get their news nowadays. It's through websites. I mean, and then there was a, a good chunk of time where G4 TV, a lot of people got their news on there, either through Attack of the Show or Split Screen or all these other types of things that were going on there. And... And I think that was a very small, uh, you know, like for a small. It was a short a amount period of, time. of time. That's right. Yeah. It was a small period of time. Because I feel like that that melded itself into social media and YouTube. Yes. Because like sure. for me, the way you you follow the way Amanda follows developers, that's how I follow game news on YouTube. Because I love I have like at least two different different uh, uh, commentators that do game reviews, that do gaming news. And I listen to probably four of them every single day because there's mm-hmm. some of them that put out stuff every day. There's one or two of them that put things out once a week. And then other guys are just intermittently. And I really love hearing different opinions about everything or different ways to get the news because you never know. Like every, Everybody has their own take on everything. So I just like to hear a lot of it. And I, I love video game news on YouTube because you're usually they're popping up the the video that goes with it, some trailer parts of it. They're telling you which studio did it. They're, it's like it's nice having so many different things all in one place. And then a lot of the guys will guest on each other's shows. So then I'll find new shows I can listen to and then other things to listen to. It's, it's, <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> yeah. And with the TV, you still got it quicker than you did with print form. Because oh, TV yeah. would still be, but it would still be like a couple of days behind, or if not a week behind of news. And so that, but that was still quicker than print. And then once websites becoming like a thing and they started getting the exclusives, it was like, oh, this is happening now. Yeah, like real time. This is this is now, now. <laughs> and there was a there was a show on G four that was called I think it was called Game Trailers, and all it was was a half an hour of just showing you game trailers. <laughs> like there was no like explanations in between. It was just back to back game trailers, and I loved watching that. I feel like TV's coming back around though in a really interesting way. Like Troy yeah. and I went to a sports bar the other day, and they were they were showing esports. Mm-hmm. So That's I feel so cool. like I don't know if we're gonna get like a news channel for video game news. I don't know if it'll ever. Be be that prevalent especially because cable's kind of like on the outs in a weird way yeah. but I, i'd be interested to see if there wasn't a future where there's like a video game channel but it's you know for sports with advertisements for video games mm-hmm. disney already has that right now they have a whole channel where they just stream twitch streamers there's not even they're oh, not yeah, streaming they do. Yeah. it's just like a mashup of a bunch of streamers back to back really like, yeah just they do. playing video games as I, like a half an hour block like a yeah show. i remember i accidentally uh kind of came upon one of those I, it was like a disney thing it was disney i was like cool disney and then there was this, this kid streaming and I, I just thought am i watching this kid stream and there's like a bunch of graphics all over it's the all screen. footage it's like weird <laughs> stuff he's doing but like it's like almost like fully produced of this kid just Streaming. It's like those Disney, in, uh, be- I don't say infomercials, but like between the commercials where Disney's advertising for their own channel on uh-huh. their channel, but now it's th- that personality on top of a Twitch stream. Yeah. So it's like, pretty much. Oh, I'm going to throw water balloons at you, but obviously all of this is staged, but now it's on top of a Twitch stream, which is fine. Yeah. It was Someone had a meeting at Disney and was just like, do that thing that the kids are watching because we're Disney. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. I was very surprised. I was, like, there. I was like, wow, people are watching this? Yeah. Uh, but Fortnite and Minecraft and stuff. I, I mean, I, that's what they were playing. They were playing Fortnite. Yeah. You know? so yeah. I think an interesting, a very fascinating thing about uh, information, especially when it, it involves uh, the arts, whether it's video games or movies, is I think at some point for 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 yourself, that information starts turning into entertainment as well. 
And for me, that transition was in the in the early 2000s when um, I, I was transitioning from doing the magazine news coverage to online. I used to play a lot of Marvel versus Capcom 1 and 2 and loved it, arcades. And the only way to find like all the moves on there, because you can't just ask people because they're mean at arcades. And they don't yeah. want you to win. They don't want to help you at arcades. No, they do not. <laughs> you are you, correct. I found about a, I found a, a website called Game Facts, FAQ. It's FAQ. Um, and I would go on there and it would just have all the moves for all the characters I want to learn. And I would just study it after school. Just go and study every single move for that. That site was owned by a company who also owned GameSpot. So every time I went to GameFAQs, I would see a little like link or something like, hey, you like Marvel vs. Capcom? Check out this video about it or whatever, whatever. And I ignored it for probably years because I'm just like, <laughs> no, I just need to know down, down, left, right, damn it. Um, and then eventually I was, I think it must have been some type of like Final Fantasy thing that got me. But I clicked on it, a new Final Fantasy is coming out, and my world just exploded there was all this information about these games that I had liked on my own, but now there was a community. There was people, there were threads, there were opinions, there were videos. And I quickly switched from it being like, I just tell me when the next game comes out to, I want to see people play this. I want to see people talk about this. I want to hear some podcasts. I want to hear whatever. And this, that's, I think that marriage of information and entertainment, someone put those words together. I don't know. I like it. Infotainment. I think that is what draws me to continue coming to in, to to uh, the the uh, or to continue trying to engage in, in getting information from games. You just set fireworks off in my brain when you brought up Game Facts. I had completely forgotten about Game Facts. <laughs> I needed that because I played mm-hmm. Japanese games and mm-hmm. I couldn't read the mm-hmm. uh, the menu system. And it, fighting games, like nothing crazy. There's no way I was playing something like an RPG in Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> but like a fighting game, they would have so many different menus on how to do certain things. And I, I genuinely couldn't figure it out at that point in life. And I used Game Facts like religiously to yeah. get through my there certain games that you I had couldn't. To. And it, I had, I think I probably still have some of them printed out. So I would just leave them next to the TV so that when friends would come over and we would all want to play this game, I'd be like, it's the third one. It's it's the one in green. It's the one with the, <laughs> that way, like you could easily just take it out and be like, oh, this is the first menu. Okay. If you, if you chose this option, it went to here. If you chose this option, it went to there. Yeah. And like it was, GameFAQs was awesome. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember printing out sheets and then taking it to school and like having it in my book, <laughs> like my math book. Like, yes, uh, uh, Pythagorean's theorem is A, B, A, B, down up. <laughs> Garrett, don't like, forget to hit start. It's not going to work. <laughs> For and a it, moment, I actually thought you were going to say Pythagorean's theorem, and I was like, "Oh yeah, a squared plus b squared plus c squared." Yeah, and then you didn't. It was like, "No, that's not." Oh, yeah. I just. Oh, <laughs> he got you, Joe. He got, got you. Me. And with the prevalence of all this news, though, with all the websites and everything, it's whereas before it was mainly about. Uh, finding out the behind the scenes stuff, what's coming out, the actual information. And I think nowadays, as Troy said earlier, it's about the entertainment of it. Like, yeah, I could get this almost anywhere. You know, even if this is an exclusive, another site's going to have this within like two hours. They're going to be reporting on it. So it's now about, well, what what journalists do I like? What specific people do I like going back to? What 
What's the the personality I like that goes with this? Do do I want information? Do I want humor? Or do I want someone to just uh, sh- something? <laughs> yeah. Uh, the internet. Yes. <laughs> or do you want all three of those combined and have the perfect union and everything is as balanced as it should be? <laughs> there, there is something that's fairly new to the last few years, which is the video game documentaries, which we weren't really getting before. Is mm-hmm. like the the not just the behind the scenes of like, hey, this game's going to come out in August, but like, hey, let us show you everything we've done throughout making these so that you can better understand the industry and like why things happen or like why we make decisions or you know how we come together to make this beautiful product. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a YouTube series called, called uh, No Clip, which is by Danny O'Dwyer, a journalist. And it's just really in-depth and really uh, uh, intentional with, with and very thoughtful with how they go about it. And I think that was that was the switch that I then have more recently made, Mandy, is I went from like just information to information and entertainment, like give me some laughs. And now I think as we started learning more, I've switched into like genuinely caring about the industry, which is entertainment in its own way, but it's now more of like like a personal passion to recognize the people behind the games, which I didn't have in my information uh, tube before then. Yeah, yeah. B- between the Double Fine documentary and the Netflix oh, series yeah. that have come out, it's yeah. been nice to go... Not, not only do I enjoy video games, but like understanding how they're made, sometimes things will happen and then I won't be angry anymore because I was like, oh no, I get why they probably made that choice. Or like, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, obviously I couldn't stand and code my own game, but I probably know enough to to be okay with choices now. It's like, oh, it's not voice acting. That's because voice acting is really expensive and they sell it globally. Like yeah. they, have to, they have to translate all of that. So mm-hmm. I get like some yeah. decisions now. Yeah, It's so fascinating and cool getting to learn all those things these days. Yeah. And then play the game in that context or play the game and then get that context. It makes it such a richer experience in my oh, opinion. We didn't even talk about playing video games with the context of how they were developed in the background. Like knowing that, uh, you know, something bad happened to the company and they pushed through it or knowing that it's based on a, on a person who actually passed away or like they, they struggle and it's like seeing like how that affected yeah. real people retroactively and knowing why Super Mario 2 is different than the other ones oh for yeah, yeah. yeah. seeing that whole yeah. story unfold like it, it, it's it's awesome yeah and there was one magazine I forget what it was I forget which exact one it was but they always had like a post-mortem where they would have a interview with one of the developers or the, or the team. It was like six months after a game release. And they'd ask him, hey, what did you guys learn from this? And so I loved reading that because I got so much more information about that specific game. And it wasn't just about the development of it. It was what they learned afterwards as well, where it's like, oh, we thought this would sell a lot better. Or, oh, we didn't know that this was going to sell as much as it did. And it was very interesting reading that in print form, and this was early 2000s, I think, the, I forget which magazine it was. And then they, and now they're just doing that nowadays in general with everything, oh, both yeah. while it's happening, afterwards it's happening. Um, you can go back and watch uh, GDC, which is a game developer conference, mm-hmm. and developers are giving presentations to other developers about what they learned while developing this thing. You know, like coders are talking to other coders, and so they're just talking their language. And even if you don't understand everything, it's interesting, like just seeing, wow, there's a lot that went into this and how they did this one very specific thing took in like three months that you would never assume would take that long. Definitely gives you a deeper appreciation for the art form. Instead of being like, why can't, why don't I inventory items stack? Like it just makes so much sense knowing that it's like, oh, 
the thing that I think is very simple may take months and months to code, and you know the game had to really so, so like just understanding yeah. some of the basics of like, that. Or it's like understand, knowing understanding that I don't know what it would take to do the thing that I want you to do kind of helps you have For sure. patience. I'm still probably going to say those things like, "Why don't oh, they yeah. do this dumb thing? It's super simple." <laughs> Even if I do know, I will probably instinctually say that when I can't do that stupid thing. <laughs> like, why am I shooting a horse when I'm trying to take? out a gun i mean yeah. it doesn't excuse everything it's not <laughs> no. like it's not like you know blanket statement everything is great but uh -huh. like yeah. it does help you have like a oh maybe they'll get around to it or like yeah, i understand yeah. why as soon as i see something wrong it isn't instantly fixed you would yeah. think it would help us understand cyberpunk and be understanding of that but it doesn't uh, actually it does i appreciate delays I appreciate so much delays. more now we, that's like that's i have nothing but absolute respect for developers and coders and producers of the games because every time something is broken in a game i think to myself i would have been okay with waiting for this a little bit longer yeah. right but your shareholders were not okay yeah. with that yeah and it makes me so sad because you don't want to put out a game that no one's gonna like yeah. and cyberpunk yeah. is an exact like the, the literal Proof. Shining proof of they didn't want to put this out yet. It was a ready. bad game. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't doubt that it is. I just think, man, they should have done at least a, a good delay, a good long they did. delay. They did. Yes. It was delayed for another like a year one. and a half. Another one. Another one. Like I, I think about uh, what is it? A uh, Kina coming out, and I was really stoked about it. It was coming out at the end of this month, and I just heard a day or two ago that it was delayed, and I was like really bummed about it because it had already been delayed twice now. And I was like, man, I really want to play this game. It looks so nice, but then hearing the developer actually say there are just some things that are not polished enough, and we don't want to put the game out if you're not yeah. going to enjoy playing it. That's what the developer actually said, yeah. and I was like, thank you. You yeah, know what? Exactly. I can wait a month. That's I can wait two yeah. months. Thank you for not giving me something that I may not enjoy. So then I'm going to be like, great, I just paid 40 bucks for a game I'm not really having that much fun with. Yeah. All because of polish. And to be honest, expecting something to come out, like I, I'm always really um, um, sus when they give you a release date and it's still in like like pre-alpha right? or something yeah. like that. And it's like, you have no idea. Yeah. Because we expect two very different things from video games. We expect them to be released on time mm -hmm. and we expect them to be innovative and fun. And those two things just don't work together. I need you to do something you've never done before. And I need you to tell me exactly when you're going to be done with it. It's like, well, I don't know. I haven't done it before. And I was like, mm -hmm. well, yeah, but you have to release it at this time. So I, I yeah. feel like watching stuff like documentaries help me understand yeah. better. Like, hey, I'm not going to buy the video game if it's the same exact video game. I yeah. need you to do something different. And if I expect that, I have to be patient enough to realize that maybe you finish it and then realize you have a new problem you never no, thought you would sure. have and it's going to take longer. Like now when I hear the news of something being delayed, I don't even get upset anymore. I go, awesome. Yeah. Especially if it's great. delayed to avoid crunch. Yeah, I'm like, mm -hmm. great, thank you. Yeah, I hope that narrative is changing more and more. We could do sure. a whole podcast on delays. <laughs> like, like because maybe I'm, we'll delay it. We'll do it later. Yeah, okay. we'll do it later. Maybe next year. What, what, we have some more prep work to do. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm stuck in the Red Dead world right now. I've been playing it uh, obsessively, but I remember it was delayed uh, months, and then it was delayed a year and a half. And yeah, the player wasn't even available and when it came out. No, yeah, and yeah. it was and it was delayed that long. And when I because I had pre-ordered it, and then when I was. I found out it was delayed like a year and a half. <laughs> I was super upset. And then after playing it uh, for a while, my first thought was, yeah, that made sense. Yeah. The delay <laughs> made so sense. so good, yeah. This game is too detailed. <laughs> and you don't remember that. I mean, not that you don't remember that it was delayed, but you're not upset that it's delayed anymore. No. But you're still upset that Cyberpunk was broken. Yep. So like, 
Maybe there one is better than the other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe wrong. you should let your people sleep. It's and, okay. Uh, I, it's okay. I go back to the Witcher. I'm like, they made this. <laughs> they made this. But it didn't look Still like can. that day Still one. <laughs> I had no problems day one. Because you played it years later. No, I, what? No, I played it day one. You played Witcher 3 day one, but you didn't play Witcher 1 and 2? Never. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but that's a lot of faith in a game that you like that's dope. Because I, I just saw like stuff for it and like the world and all this stuff. I'm like, wow, that looks awesome. And I just played it day one. Got a little soundtrack C D and everything. Yeah. I, yeah. I read a lot about that when it came out. I had no problem, so that's you, you are a very you. lucky person. <laughs> yep. So it was per- not perfect. It had like tiny glitches, but nothing crazy. But nowadays, what's your guys' to end this? What do you guys get your news from the most? Or where do you feel like uh, impacts you the most where you get your news? Uh, I think there's two types of news. If it's like okay. big industry stuff, then usually I'll I'll find it on my scroll on Twitter. I'm not even actively seeking it anymore because that's just where my algorithm is at this point, Fair. I guess. <laughs> so it just kind of comes to me. Mm-hmm. But I also word of mouth. You all will text us or send me some DMs yeah. or something yeah, that's like what that it is for me. to keep yeah. me in the loop. Um, but when it comes to like the smaller news, the things that aren't just going to get the headlines, podcasts are where I will look, where people have that personal investment to be like, here, I heard this interesting story about this specific thing. That's not going to get a lot of coverage everywhere else. And that helps uh, uh, satiate that part of me that wants that information. I like it. Yeah. Honestly, for me, it's, yeah, word of mouth with this this group, but also now just Instagram. Instagram, mm-hmm. it. I find so much of my video game news on there because I'm following any developer that I could think of and any kind of like article writers or news writers for video games that I could think of. So then when something new will come out, I'll click on it and I usually immediately send it to you guys. <laughs> I'm like, which I seen this? I appreciate. I appreciate. I do too. We do. Same here. We do. Very yeah. appreciated. We we all still watch all of the conferences. Well, not yeah. all of them. Someone in our group yes. watches yeah. each of the conferences. And you know what? Yeah. Someone will say, "Guys, the conference happened." I'll be like, "Okay, let me look up everything that was announced at the conference." <laughs> yeah. We well, but I feel like we all are the person who's the only one who remembered to wake up on time. Yep. <laughs> one yeah. of us always does, yeah. and I thank goodness for every one of you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and then Twitter, uh, a lot of Twitter, but because because I feel like Twitter is the best place for the indies. Is oh um, for sure, yeah. uh, Twitter and probably Instagram. Instagram yeah, yeah. Uh, I do good. YouTube a lot. There's a like oh, said, yeah. there's like a dozen different uh, commentators or, or news like video game sites that I, I or sites video game YouTubers that I listen to and they say some of them only do indies some of them only do like big AAA games and then some of them do games that I don't play at all but I really just like their take on whatever they're talking about I listen to one guy he just all he does is talk about wow I don't play well I don't understand how to play well but hearing the mechanics and he's like in it in it like that's that's his jam and like hearing how enthused and passionate he is about whatever they just changed whatever new thing they did and like him after the last the last few weeks has been very upset and like hearing him makes me feel better about being upset about something or being like or hearing him be happy makes me like oh that's awesome i don't understand what you're talking about but you're really excited like i'm glad that mechanic was made for you to do that that's great enjoy teleporting from wherever you were (laughs) i feel like nowadays it really is a combination of News is just given to you now. Yeah. Like we're yeah. all saying, between Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You don't really have to look for it. You yeah, don't have to look for it. It's a push, yeah. exactly. Here, this is what you like because you've, this is what you've clicked on before. And then it's also very specific things that you guys want to know about. Mm-hmm. Like 
Mandy, are you going to look up the next spider thing? Yeah. Like that, you know, not, not probably not every single day, but maybe like once a month, you'd be like, hey, what's spider up to? I haven't seen them recently. Well, they were running out. DLC for Creedfall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's a combination of the both. Whereas before, it was just like, you have to search everything yeah. out that you possibly could even fathom. And now it's just given to us freely. And it's amazing. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I would, I would just for the sake of putting this on the internet, I would still encourage people to look for new things because you get yes. stuck in an algorithm rut and they'll yeah. just give you oh things. And then you're letting the internet dictate what you like. So I don't get, do that. Keep looking. I get so much Assassin's Creed <laughs> that stuff. There's no news. Ooh, why is my feed filled with Assassin's Creed I news? I think you know why. I do know why, but it's a block. It's hard to get over that wall. I appreciate you, Amanda, because I always find out about the dopest Assassin's Creed stuff about to happen from you guys. I'm like, yes, thank you. No worries there. You'll always know. I'll know about it. I I ordered a new Orlog set just to say that out loud. Yeah, so did we. (laughs) So did we. We were in that chat. We're like, well, I mean, you know, we do already have one. And then I think it was you who said you can never have enough Orlog. And I was like, Brian, right. I just buy right now. And I was like, I'm already <laughs> in, the, I'm already in the, the checkout screen, Joe. Don't worry about it. For the internet who might not know, Orlog is a dice game uh, that is normally digitally inside of an Assassin's Creed game that we've all purchased physically so that we can play Orlog anywhere, anytime. And drink mead. 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 <laughs> I've never had mead. Maddie's making mead. Uh, oh. You have a shelf of mead behind you. <laughs> yes. I will try it and probably hate it, but I'll try it. In six months. It takes some time. All right. It does. See you in six months. <laughs> <laughs> I only make great mead. Yeah. I just pushed up my glasses I'm not wearing. <laughs> she did. Like, she actually did Acti- that. Actively. She did, she did this. But she didn't put her hands over her eyes like it was a periscope. She was just, okay. No, no, gosh. Get out of this sub, <laughs> Brian. <laughs> well, fine. I'm going to get out of it. So that will bring us to the end of this week's episode. Oh, uh, Troy, what did you do? Coming up for air. You ended it. <laughs> you ended the episode. That's okay. We're out of time. We're out of time. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But you know what, y'all? We can always find us online. That's right. Make sure to check us out on Twitter, on Instagram, on Discord, and on Twitch for all of your Taste of Dragons news. (laughs) That's what what we're talking about. We could be be your resource. Guys, we didn't talk about Discord. I haven't really gotten news from Discord personally. I get a lot of yeah, news. Actually, yeah. Discord yeah. is pretty good now. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it is. I, That's the next frontier. Another time. Another oh, time. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's good. It was good, y'all. Um, but we are, you can find us at Taste of Dragons at all those sites. Everywhere. Keep the conversation going. We'll talk to you soon. We will. And if you could do us a favor and whatever you're listening to this on, if you could give us a, a rate us or give us a review, give us a little bit of feedback. We'd love to hear from you. It really helps us out if we get any kind of like movement with the algorithms on that. So we appreciate it. If you take a moment, hit that like button, sub, yeah. whatever it is, man. Yeah. Use do that it. age old um, uh, tried and true method of information giving, which is word of mouth. Word of yeah. Mouth. Tell people about yeah. us. It will. Yeah. 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 You're not wrong. And then you could also, if you've already done that or any of you haven't, and you guys just want to give us some feedback, you're more than welcome to DM us on Instagram, Twitter, any of those other sites, even on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, We're yeah. people, not robots. We're we people. will respond. Let yeah. us know. Are you oh, enjoying the Brian. bonus He's episodes? Yeah, no. Are you guys enjoying the bonus episodes? Are you guys looking forward to season three? You know, give us some feedback. Yeah, we send us it. a DM. Yeah, or, you know, send a raven. <gasps> yeah. Yes. Wherever you feel it. Or an owl. Do, an owl? Do yeah, we'll not, owls. Do we, not we have bird send posts. me a bird. <laughs> Okay, don't send Lewis a bird, but send Manda or me a bird. Yes, we, we will appreciate it. I do not want it. birds smashing into my windows. Open your window, man. Yeah, dude, how could you? You leave the birds outside? 
What's wrong with you? You're a it's monster. So up, they'll man. think it's open and they'll just smash right just into it. Just waiting for payment, man. <laughs> you hear the tapping on the window. You open the window. You give them a gold coin. You take the parchment. I don't trust ravens. <laughs> <laughs> That's your problem, man. You no, really, they're they're pretty great. The fastest form of travel, you know. They're they're, they're, they're very judgmental, so they know that you hate them. <laughs> That's, That's probably why. why they like tap on your window just for fun. That's why they want to mess with me. That's what it is. <laughs> Well, thank you all for joining us. As always, my name is Brian. My name is Troy. I'm Amanda. I'm Lewis. And I'm Joe. And we are The, the Taste, Taste of Dragons. Have a great week, y'all. So are we going to start this FIFA tournament through Raven or Owl? Oh, we can, we can send it to Hassel via Raven. 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 He'll be so happy. He'll be happy. I think Raven would be bad as well. Taste of Dragons Gaming Podcast. A podcast for everyone's taste.